Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. The following program contains names, places, and events that have been anonymized or fictionalized for the purposes of protection and safety. The following program is provided for entertainment purposes only, and any commentary from the hosts are strictly conjecture and should not be held as making any definitive statements about the truth or identity of any particular individuals or circumstances. If you or a loved one are involved in an abusive relationship, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 for support. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Good to see your shining face. It's always good to see your face. First of all, you guys, Hannah looks hot. She's wearing this sexy, like, eyeliner that's like different than what she normally wears and it is looking good girl and like the lip liner hello what's happening i love it you look great ah! well if Mackenzie says my makeup looks good then that's the only <laughs> thing i need well you look hot too always always sometimes i step it up for thank you, you. <laughs> trying to impress you girl you're so funny <laughs> so you guys thank you for being here today on another monday i love mondays specifically for this reason for our podcast we're so glad you guys are here and happy Valentine's Day. Almost Valentine's Day. Well, Valentine's Day week. Love is real (laughs) despite everything we share each week. (laughs) Yeah. And if you haven't seen my Instagram recently, because there's 29 days in February and February is all about love. So I'm doing a 29 ways to love yourself series. So this is the this is the month to do it. So we're loving ourselves this month. And I want you guys to know that you're worthy of love and you deserve to feel loved. And we love you. And we're so grateful that you're here. And we're excited to share another episode with you. This is another great episode, especially because it definitely taps into Dating Detectives community. It's a two-parter, but you will see why at the end. And it's a newer type of con than we've seen because it's like a modern technology related dogfish. <laughs> you guys. Molly said, as technology evolves, the dogfish evolve. And this one has to do with OnlyFans. For anybody who doesn't know what OnlyFans is, it's just a subscription service online, kind of like Patreon, except it allows pornography. So while it's not only used for pornography, a lot of people do use it to like post their own whatever content and you can subscribe directly to them and you're like paying them directly. So you should know about that as we go in and definitely some virtual, unfortunately, sexual scamming and I mean, abuse. It's an important story for sure. Like this guy is, I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say that we don't want to let this be the end of this story. Yeah, like we this is this is something that needs to be talked about loudly. And this is going to be a two parter. Don't hate us. Please don't. Please don't be mad. This is going to be a two parter. But you'll you'll find out at the end of this episode why it had to be a two parter. So hold on to your freaking pants. Are you ready to get into it? As ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it. Let's meet our guests. Livy, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the story starts in 2020. It's COVID. I'm a college student. I'm living in Orange County. I'm commuting to college. I live at home with my family. 
and I'm getting ready to graduate in a couple years. I'm getting ready to want to move out. I'm also single, so I'm on the dating apps as one is. So I'm, you know, going around on Hinge. You already know the vibes. And mm-hmm. I come across this man. We start chatting. You know, he lives in San Diego. So I'm like, you know, that's not too far. It's not a big deal to me. So we plan our first date. He seems really interesting. So we go on this first date. We're getting dinner. We went back to his apartment and drank wine. It was very clear that he was moving out of the apartment. So there's boxes in his apartment. He's clearly moving out and he's like, oh yeah, I'm upsizing to a home. And I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. That's awesome. And one thing to note on the date, kind of random, but he gets his age wrong. So he's like, oh, I'm 31. And I was like, wait, I thought you're 30. Like your hinge says you're 30. And he's like, oh my God, duh. Like, oh, I'm so stupid. Like, oh yeah, I'm 30. And he just like laughs it off and we move on. I'm like red flag. But then I'm thinking about the times when you get carded, like buying alcohol and they're like, how old are you? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> I I'm, couldn't write that off. <laughs> I'm literally like 21 in my mind. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm 24. Oops. Yeah. But, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Sure. But on the date, we have a great time. Like, he seems very successful. He worked in music festivals, manages, like, celebrities. He works very closely for a famous musician, drummer, we shall say. For his brand, he has homes in Vegas and Cabo, and he's getting a home in San Diego. All kinds of things. He has luxury cars. Important to note, though, on this date, he drove us to dinner in a Jeep Cherokee, which he said, this is my dog car. So he's like, this is what I drive the dog around in. I'm like, my dog car? I know. I'm like, where's your Audi? I thought we had you had, you had an Audi. We're not oh, dinner in the Audi. That's but the I'm cat like, okay. car. The pussy right. car. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, whatever. We're in the Jeep Cherokee. I'm like, okay, fine. So... We have the first date. It's fine. Good. I actually decided to move forward with a different person that I was seeing at the time and, you know, let him know, hey, I had a good time, but I'm not going to move forward. I'm going to go ahead and be seeing someone else. Fast forward, that didn't work out. In May of 2021, so however many months later, what is that, like nine-ish months, I reached back out to this man, Jay. So I reached back (laughs) out to Jay in May of 2021. And I'm like, hey, you know, remember me? Sorry about that little intermission. But if you want to link back up. And he was like, reluctant, making me feel bad. Like, oh, you know, you really hurt my feelings and kind of made me feel like I had to earn his trust back. So whatever, we continue, we start dating things are going well. I would go down to San Diego a lot because like I said, I lived with my family in Orange County and there was no privacy there. So we go down to San Diego. He get us fancy hotels so he could have, we could have privacy because he lived with a roommate and his best friend at the time. Because like I said, back up to our first date, they were buying a house and that house was under renovation. So we were staying in hotels. We'd go to nice dinners. He would get like, tough reservations and said, 
oh, you know, I know someone who works here. I know the GM. He's going to get us the best table, da-da-da. So all kinds of stuff. Right away, he bought me a couple of nice clothing items from like Supreme or Kif, like brands that I like. So my birthday was in July when we first started dating. And he would also say things like, oh, I really want to get you this bag or I want to get get you this jewelry item or let's go on this trip. Like we should go here. But then he would be like, oh, but those are girlfriend things. Like those are reserved for girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. I'm like, okay, well. Were you like, was there any kind of like sugar daddy, sugar baby situation here? Like any kind of like assumption of that on his end? Or was he just nice? No, no, no. It wasn't like he was like taking me shopping and like, but it was more just like we were dating. He was courting me. He was taking me nice places. Like I'm more of a bougie girl. He was a bougie guy, it seemed like. So it was just like those kind of vibes. It wasn't sugar daddy at all. He was spoiling you. Yeah. yeah. And I, okay. I I liked him. So it wasn't like I'm like dating this old guy for, you know, <laughs> so not like that. <laughs> did he feel <laughs> old? Was it did it feel like there was a huge because you're young, you're still in school and he's 30, 31. We're not sure. Um, yeah. Did it feel like a big age gap? No. So I was 21. And when I met him originally. So no, but that's one thing. He had like a very young personality. He looked he didn't look like much older than me. I always felt like, oh, we connected well on that. Like we had a lot in common, listened to the same music shows. Like it wasn't like a huge difference in our, in our, you know, personalities. Sure. So, so he's spoiling you. So yeah, <laughs> we're, we're doing nice things. And I'm like, you know, this guy seems like he's a big deal. He's like constantly traveling, tells me all about his travel. He's in DJ booths because he works with a lot of artists. He loves EDM. Like I said, worked for this celebrity brand, was getting phone calls from the celebrity all the time. Oh, I'm going over to his house. We have a meeting. He actually said he dated one of the Bardashian Benner girlies and he actually (laughs) turned her down. Just for anonymity. Yes. She was so boring. Oh, of course he did. Yeah. And so he made millions in stocks and his businesses and he has this much in his account. And oh my gosh, look at my credit card bill. It's this much money. He has all these luxury cars. He has an Audi. He has a Lotus. He's in the process of buying a Range Rover. And I'm like, okay, this guy's legit. So we become official in July, like I said, around my birthday. And things are good. We're having, you know, a normal relationship. Things are cool. Fast forward a little bit in September. He, like I said, he has this house that he's renovating. He is not really able to stay there because it's an awkward situation with his roommate, right? His roommate has this long-term girlfriend. He just proposed to her actually. So he's like, I don't really want to live with my friend and his fiance. It's kind of awkward, you know, And I'm like, hmm. So he starts coming over. He hasn't like stayed the night or anything, but he's coming over and whatever. He's met your family. Yes. So he met my parents in passing, kind of just like hanging out at my house. And my parents liked him. They said he was nice. He's cool. All good. So around this time in September, he actually gets into a surfing accident. He's a big surfer. So he texts me and he 
insinuates that he got into like a life-threatening surfing accident and he's being rushed into surgery. Oh my and God. Yeah. Of course, I'm extremely worried. I'm scared. Like, I don't know what to do. So I call his roommate, best friend who he was surfing with. And the roommate is like, hey, you know, he's okay. It's nothing crazy. Like, he is just scared more than anything, I think. So like, he's going to the hospital. We're going to get him checked out. He should be fine. He didn't mention surgery. So at that point, I'm like, hmm. But I'm kind of like, I don't know if the roommate's trying to like, spare Make my it feelings. Seem like it's not- yeah, yeah and deal. like downplay it so I'm not worried. Exactly. And then I don't know if Jay is like just scared and he's being dramatic or he really is. So he texts me. He's rushing into surgery. And then he texts me like 45 minutes later and he's like, I'm out. And I'm like, I'm, okay. Oh. I'm like, 45 minutes of surgery? What did they have to do? Pull a tooth? So. Give him a band-aid? That was quick. He said it was a recon- reconstructive jaw surgery. Reconstructive surgery? That's all it takes? He broke his jaw in two places, allegedly. Surgeons weigh in. <laughs> I know. Well, I actually work in the plastic surgery industry, and that's false. <laughs> okay. Oh, 100%. Here we go. We have the expert right here. Right. I am a doctor. No, I'm not. Just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> I've seen many plastic surgeries, and that is not the case. Okay? It takes 45 minutes just for them to put you to sleep and then get into the OR. So... Right. Anyway, but at this point, I didn't know that. So, you know, 2020 hindsight. So I'm like, okay, so happy you made it out of surgery. And over the next couple of days, like I said, I'm still in college. So I have class, but I'm like missing classes. I'm really anxious. I'm like, no, I want to come down and see you. So he finally lets me come down and see him like within the next couple of days. His dad flew in from New York. His mom came she lives in California at this point and we all like stayed in this hotel different rooms but I stayed with him and this is when I met his mom and dad and we all essentially just babied him for the whole weekend and he did have like a hospital bracelet he had some medication but I didn't see any signs of jaw reconstructive surgery such as like a head bandage <laughs> like your mouth is wired it's like who shut. is his surgeon they're so right. good dr mcdreamy duh we are all very online today have you ever wondered how much of your personal data is actually out there on the internet for anyone to see for most of us i think it's more than we think And I'm excited to share a website called Delete Me with you that can help protect you and get a little more peace of mind in terms of what data is out there on the internet. Privacy is important. And this is something that can be really good for like a story like we're telling. Anyone who's a victim of harassment or just stalking or identity theft, phishing attempts, Anything like that, you can protect yourself. This is one step that you can take. It's not a catch-all, but like it really helps find and remove personal information that you don't want online and make sure that it stays off. That's why I personally recommend Delete Me. And I've been glad that I get to try it out and use it. And, you know, podcast thing, we're a little, we're a new podcast, but still we're public and you can never be too careful. So I feel better with it. Delete Me is a subscription service. It just removes your personal info from the largest people search databases on the web. And in the process, it helps prevent potential identity theft, doxing, and phishing scams. 
You can sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted and their experts take it from there. What's nice is for someone like Livy, we're actually giving Livy a subscription. So she is dealing with this case on a relatively ongoing basis. This is helping protect her from that. It does also send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what information they found or where they found it and what they removed. Not a one-time service, always working for you. But to put it simply, Delete Me does all the hard work of wiping you or your family's personal information off the web. It gives you the ability to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now at a special discount for our listeners today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash TDD and use promo code TDD at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash TDD and enter code TDD at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash TDD. Code TDD. So we baby him for the weekend and I meet his mom and dad. They're so sweet. They're kind. I'm like bonding with them. They're awesome. So after this accident, he's kind of like, there's no sign of like bandages on his face. His jaw's not wired shut, but he's kind of refusing to show me his mouth because he's like, oh, my teeth are so messed up. And mind you, before this, he had not good teeth. He had an underbite. His teeth were a little jagged. I liked him anyway at that point, you know, but he never had good teeth. But he was like, my teeth are so bad now. Like, I'm going to need to get all these surgeries to get them corrected. And I'm like, okay. So after the accident, he's like, hey, I'm really shook from this. I'm like not worried, but I'm a little scared. Do you mind if I stay with you and your family for a little bit? You know, just so I'm not lonely. I kind of want to be taken care of. And I'm like, yeah, like. I'm a cancer. That's in my energy. Like, I'm I'm motherly. I'm caring. I'm like, yeah, you can totally stay. Boys are so needy when they're sick, right? They really are. Yeah, and I don't mind it at all. So I was like, okay, yeah, like, you can totally stay. And my parents were like, yeah, of course. Like, no problem. So he actually comes and starts staying with me in Orange County. This is in September of 2021. So at this point, He's going between his houses in San Diego and Vegas and then coming back to me in Orange County to like stay the night with me. And another thing to note is he still has this Jeep, but sometimes the Jeep would be left in Vegas and sometimes he would bring it down to California, but it was kind of 50. The dog Jeep. The dog car, (laughs) right. Okay, so... He would have the the Jeep sometimes. It would kind of go back and forth. But at the times that he had to leave his car in Vegas, he said, oh, my sister is staying at my house in Vegas while I'm away. You know, she's like keeping up with the home. She's taking care of my dog and I'm, I'm giving her my car. Or it would be his best friend, Jenny. She was in Vegas. They had dogs that were best friends. So she would also come and help take care of the dog. So he might leave the car for her as well. So 
Jenny would take care of the dog sometimes. So then sometimes the Jeep would be left in Vegas. So when he would fly back to California, he would need to use a car, obviously, to get down to San Diego so he could work, so he could go surf because that's what he loved to do so much. And me being generous and empathetic, I would let him use my car. So he started driving my car and he would drive it down to San Diego nearly every day. And if you know California, that's a hell of a distance to go every day. And I was paying for the gas, mind you. I was going to ask. He wasn't. Yeah, unless he was on the side of the road and broke down for some reason, he was not contributing. Wow. So putting all these miles on my car, putting his dirty, gross surfboards in my car, it smelled. I was in college and had to commute to college. So he would insist on dropping me off to class and then going down to San Diego for the day, taking meetings, going to work, surfing, and then coming back to pick me up essentially. Wow. Bold. Okay. But, you know, mind you, all of this, it's like, oh, this is just temporary. He's moving. He's building this home. He's building up this life, building up his businesses. So I feel like I'm the lucky one. Like, oh, he's going to take care of me. And after this, he's going to buy me a car and buy me a house and all this stuff. So at this point, he's getting into real estate. So He is also doing his other things, but he's getting into real estate. And for real estate, he has to go to business dinners all the time down in San Diego. And they would be at night. They would be at like these really nice restaurants. And they were multiple times a week. So he would take my car down to San Diego like when I was home from class. You know, I'm just doing homework. I'm studying, whatever. And then he would often stay the night at his house in San Diego and with your car with my car and come back like the next day because he wanted to surf in the morning. And like I said, this house was the one that he had bought with his roommate and the fiance. So he told me he owns half of the home and I went to the home a few times. I met the fiance and the roommate many times. They're very nice, very kind, very normal. They're cool people. But whenever we went to the house, he would be like, you cannot talk about the house. He would not allow it. Like, don't talk to my roommate about it. Don't talk to his fiance about it. It's such an awkward situation. Like, I he he wants to buy my portion of the home and he can't really right now. So, like, you just cannot talk about it. And I'm just like, don't bring it up. Don't make it awkward is his yeah. excuse again. OK. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, so. I won't bring it up. I don't bring it up. But when we're in the house, he also didn't show me his room. So there was the couple's room. There was a room for the roommate's little brother who was living with them. And then there was Jay's room. But it was always like under renovation. It's not done yet. But I'm like, I'm your girlfriend. Like, I want to help you decorate. Like, I want to stay the night here, too. Or like, you know, I want to help you out. But he would never let me see it. He'd be like, oh, no. The fiance's mom is staying here right now and like she's using huh. my room. It's really annoying. But they acknowledged that he, I guess you didn't talk about it. Like, was no, there ever I, any acknowledgement that it was his room? No, because I wasn't allowed to talk about it. And he would leave things like in the garage, like surfing gear, like his wetsuits, his surfboards, things like that. But only because 
they surfed together. Like that's what his and him and his roommate did. He would get mail shipped there, but like there was nothing really in the house that was like his his also because it was kind of under renovation. It wasn't like fully decorated yet, but I never talked about it with them because I wasn't allowed to. Did that, what kind of questions did you have when he said, like, if he said, don't talk about the house, weren't you like, why? Like, what's the big freaking deal? Like, come on. I did. And he would be like, the fiance is upset that I own half of the house. She wants him to buy the other half, but like, he can't right now. So we're working out a deal. He's going to like sell me part of our company that we have together. And because he just had all of these businesses that he, and it just confused me. So, I was like, okay, that's over my head, but fine. So it was just this whole complicated situation that was awkward. It's like business, but it's friendship and mm-hmm. it's relationship stuff with the fiance. So it was really messy and I was just told not to talk about it. All righty. <laughs> yeah. So here's where things get a little crazy. So we're still on around September 2021. He proposes that we start an OnlyFans page. We as in you and he? He kind of phrases it like that at first. Like, oh, you know, like couples do OnlyFans and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like... A joint venture. Right. But it quickly turned from that to just being me. So that like... that It was us for like five minutes. And then once he realized like... um, Nobody wanted to see him. (laughs) Right. The girls are the moneymakers. It was like that conversation was out the window and it was like... No, it's just going to be you, actually, and I'll be your manager. And, and it came out of nowhere. It, it kind of it came out of nowhere. I I didn't really know what OnlyFans was. I had a couple friends who did it and like did well on it, and I was so supportive of them. But it's something that I wasn't like thinking about doing on my own. He um, brought it to you, yeah. He brought it to me and was like, you know, you can make a lot of money. You can move out. We can have this business together. You can be like an Instagram model. And so I was like, hmm. So I called my friends who had done it. And one of my friends was like, yeah, you should totally do it. I can help you. And I decide to go ahead and do that. So at the beginning, I made it very clear that my comfort level was going to be very mild. And I just wanted to do bikini and lingerie and like teasing aspect. And that's all I was comfortable with at the time because it was so new to me. And he was fine with that, but he was also kind of made it known like, well, you know, you're not that popular like on Instagram. Only like the big Instagram girls can do that. And like, you're going to have to show more if you want to make more money. And that definitely made me uncomfortable. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to stick to my guns and I'm going to do what I want to do. So we start this OnlyFans partnership where he's like, I'm going to handle the marketing and he requests 50% of all of the earnings. Okay, so he's a pimp? Period, that part. Literally. Absolutely not, fella. (laughs) You're doing all the work. He also frames it very much so as like, I'm your boyfriend, and if you're going to do this, I'm owed this money. Not only am I helping you, but you're my girl, and, like, if other people are going to see you, I'm going to benefit from it. That, like, the fact that he... 
literally. And he brought the idea to you and then is now like, you're doing this thing that I'm like, you know, like taking the control over it in a way that almost makes you like the bad guy. Exactly. If you go against him. Exactly. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's bed sheets. Listen to this. It's inspired by NASA. Okay. So they use silver infused fabrics and it makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night. I don't know if you guys heard the last ad that my husband did. He was telling all about his experience. By the way, ever since that ad, he feels like an absolute movie star. He thinks it was so cool, but I love the sheets because for him, he is someone who sleeps really hot. He is a complete furnace. And these sheets actually, they really do work to regulate his temperature. And so it's a more comfortable sleep for me because he's not sweating at night and he feels more comfortable because he is not feeling so hot and ridiculously sweaty at night. It's the sweating. I can't handle it. Traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat. It can lead to like acne, allergies, stuffy noses. It's literally just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, like sheets, pillowcases, comforters, and they prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. You're welcome for that. I know so many of you love that. Stop sleeping on the bacteria. It can cause your pores. And you guys know I'm a makeup junkie and a skincare girl. So it's like it can cause breakouts and acne. So try the sheets. You'll like them. Go to trymiracle.com slash TDD to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one or your sweaty husband, (laughs) if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo TDD at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a free refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash TDD and use the code TDD to claim your free three-piece towel set. Say that five times fast. And save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash TDD to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. I start doing OnlyFans. I'm doing my thing, but it starts progressing more and more. Like the, you know, you're not going to make any money doing this. You need to show your boobs. And I would be like, okay. So then I would do that. And then it was the next thing. And then it was the next thing. And it just really snowballed to whatever anyone wants, like you're going to do. I kind of want to hear like what that, process felt like or how long it took to get from starting to kind of maybe giving in to your initial boundaries and like it sounds like he was putting pressure on you to do that was he the one saying like oh you're not doing enough yes and it was very quick my boundaries didn't hold up for very long because it was like well I do want to make money like I don't want to disappoint him and He's doing me a favor by like marketing me. And it's really hard to market me if I'm not going to show what people want to see. So I gave in and it quickly became whatever he, you know, said the fans wanted, I was doing. Or else he would be judgmental and disappointed. You won't make any money. All of that. So Hmm. soon after this, he 
decides that I'm going to hire an agency because in the OnlyFans world, there are agencies that manage models. You know, most of the girls out there, especially the big girls, it's not them on their account at all. It's all these managers, all these chatters. Sidebar, Hannah here. We realized we wanted to define this. So chatters are people used for OnlyFans and they interact with all of your users so that the OnlyFans user, the main person with the OnlyFans doesn't have to be responding all the time. And they're referred to as chatters. Okay, back to the story. I'm curious also how he set up the money. Like, was it his account? Because you have to kind of connect all of that. So the OnlyFans account, because I'm the model, I'm the face, I'm the only person being posted, of course, it's connected to like my government ID, my name, my social security number, all of that. It's linked to my bank account. So I'm the rightful model and owner of the account. But he is just my you know, appointed manager. We don't have like a legal agreement or anything, but he's just my manager on the account. So he has me hire a management agency. And if you don't know this about OnlyFans, OnlyFans takes 20% of your gross profit. So you have all this profit. OnlyFans takes 20%. So then you're left with this 80%. And then from that 80%, I was paying the management 50%. And then Jay... And then Jay, being my boyfriend, goes, I need 50%. So now I'm here. This is me with this little tiny sliver of math my and... money. That's that's more than 100%. That's nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> he takes 50 of whatever's 50% left of for what's you. left over of the 50. So 25% of the net. That does that. There's so not enough fingers. The pennies. limit does not exist. So, uh, so, but the math ain't mathin'. Why? Why did you? Can I ask why you agreed to that? Like, were you just like, okay, it's fine. Like, you're my boyfriend. I trust you. Whatever. Like, why did you agree to that, girl? Why did I do anything? <laughs> <laughs> so you basically just trusted trying. him. So you were just yes. trusting him and saying, okay, he cares about me, so he wouldn't do anything wrong or bad to me. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. essentially, I did just trust him and. It was kind of like there were little red flags being raised. Like, well, if this management agency is going to be doing all of the chatting, all of the marketing, everything else, then what are you doing? So he he kind of got off being like he's not doing much for the account anymore, but he's still raking in half the earnings. I so could see how, especially at 21, I would have been like, all right, whatever you say. And it's Mm -hmm. like the kind of thing I'd usually ask my parents about, like, should I do this? But I feel like you probably didn't want to go to your parents for, should I do this OnlyFans contract? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I like when we were in the middle of it, I knew that it was unfair, but I was scared of losing him because I knew that he would lose his temper if I brought it up. And he made me feel like I was reliant on him for income. Like I needed him. And he's also he's already this successful guy. He has so much money and so many businesses and he doesn't have time for this. Like he's doing this for me. You know, he's helping me because I'm a college student and I want to move out. So he has other better things to do. Right. He's like, Be grateful. Exactly. No, truly, truly. When you said you thought he would get mean, had he shown like violence before? Like, were you were you scared of him? I wasn't physically scared of him being violent toward me, but he was very vindictive and manipulative. Like, 
like when I would not want to do certain things for OnlyFans, he would get mean and d- disappointed. And well, then why aren't why are we even doing this? And you're not going to make any money. And so you're letting me down. W- I'm sure. Yeah, if I was ungrateful and like asking for him to not take so much, it it would have been a blow up for sure. How long had y'all been together at that point? At this point, we had gotten together in July of 2021 officially. And then this is around September, October, fall of 2021. Okay. So things escalated quickly. For Thanksgiving, I, of course, invited him to be with my family. He was already living with us. The couple of weeks had turned into, he hasn't left. It's November, obviously. And I invited him to be with my family in Orange County. And he said, I need to go to Vegas and stay there because I need to watch my dog and I need to watch Jenny's dog because they're best friends. And Jenny's going on vacation with her boyfriend and she'll return the favor for Christmas slash my birthday in December. So I just need to go handle this and then we can be together on Christmas and my birthday. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I give him a call on Thanksgiving just to chat because I miss him, whatever. And in the background, I hear the door open and I hear a woman's voice. (gasps) And she says something along the lines of like, I'm grabbing the keys. I'm going to the gym. And then he gives her a little attitude back. And this is totally boyfriend, girlfriend bickering. You know, I know that. Yes, you know what it sounds like. Right. They're irritated with each other. And I go, who's that? The call goes, beep, 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 hang up. No! <laughs> so I'm texting him. I'm like, hello, pick up the phone. Oh my I'm like, God. I hung up the phone. It's going to voicemail. And then a few minutes later, I get a call back because he has two phones, of course. So he, he calls me back from his other phone. And I'm like, what was that? Like, that was a woman. And he's like, that was my maintenance lady. Like, she's in fixing the dishwasher. And I'm like, she was talking about grabbing the keys and going to the gym. And he's like, yeah, she needed the key to get into the lockbox to get to the electrical and fix the the dishwasher. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And he goes, besides, I don't even have a gym in my complex. And I'm like, okay. And he's like insisting... It was just the maintenance lady. Like, I'm crazy. I need to stop. I'm now I'm an annoyance. Right. So then he starts like whatever. We hang up the call and he's being standoffish to me. So like I'm trying to text him and be like, make up because I hate conflict. And he's now turning around on me, like giving me short answers, being short. Classic manipulation. Right. So then I'm like feeling anxious and I'm like trying to send him selfies and he's not really like responding. Yeah. Just making me feel like I'm the issue. So whatever. I believe him. I move on. Little aside, right around here, I remember we were in a hotel in Carlsbad and he had gone to a business dinner, of course. And I was just looking around, you know, whatever. I see a vaccine card, which is his. And I'm like, oh, you know, I wonder if he got Moderna or Pfizer, right? (laughs) I'm like, that's so interesting. And I see a birth date that is 1987. And that would make him about to turn 34 in about a month from there. And he was first 
30 and then 31 and now he's 34. And now he's 34. All within <laughs> a year. So hmm. I'm like, huh, because he said he was born in 1989. So I see this birthday and I decide to keep it to myself because I kind of already knew that something was up with that. However, his birthday was in December and I decided to be very petty and I got him big giant 34 balloons <gasps> and I let him know that I know you're really What did he do? What did he do? He literally didn't address it and I said something along the lines of like, you can stop capping now about your age. I just and learned my nine-year-old son says cap and I learned that means say. lying. <laughs> yes. So I was like, you know, the jig is up and he just kind of laughed it off and was like, huh, you know, he didn't say anything like didn't really want to acknowledge it. So he knew he knew that he got got and you knew that he got got, but nobody was acknowledging that he got got because y'all just knew he got got. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to get into this, but let me just let him know that I know. It's so also we- a power move for him to be like, OK, that doesn't change anything. Like there's like an I would be a nervous well what's he gonna say no uh like what do you do like he's been caught and he's like oh shit but if he gets caught then you know that you have some control over it the fact that he's like i don't really care i'm i might be lying to you and that's the way this is gonna go right for for one moment like i had the power and i was like i know that you're lying and then he turned it around to be like well you know that i'm lying and you're not going to do anything about it which was you know that's very him (laughs) Mm mm-hmm his birthday is a couple of days before Christmas. And for Christmas, we're going to New York to visit his dad, his stepmom, his stepsisters, and his full sister who I had met before is coming with us from LA. It's going to be a great trip. So we go and love his family. They're so awesome. They're so amazing, so sweet. And I keep seeing that he's getting calls from Jenny. And I'm like, oh, you know, Jenny's watching the dogs. She's probably asking about dog food. I like ask him. He's like, yeah, she needs to. She's asking about dog food. I needed to send her money because like she's getting the dog dog food, whatever. And I'm getting like weirded out. So I do what I do. I go through the phone. Sometimes you got to do it. Right. So I go through the phone and I just specifically look at their conversation. And he's sending like endearing phrases that he would with me like there were certain (gasps) things that he said like certain flirtatious things and he's totally like flirting with this girl and then I like back out of that conversation because I'm like freaked out and then I see this this other girl's name that I've never seen before and I see like a cute photo of her and I'm like oh my gosh then I click on that one that's like right below it and it's a girl that he's again clearly flirting with and I like go back on their conversation he's like telling her about his trip and like sending photos of like cute things we saw in the mall like because we were in the mall earlier that day and (gasps) telling him about her trip like oh let's go surfing soon and I can't wait to see you. And it's like very clear that they met on a dating app. And they were Oh my talking. God. Yes. So I closed the phone. I actually saw that they, he was calling both of them too. Like while I was there, I was with him almost 24-7. So I don't even know how he pulls that off. But And he's with he's his family. Them. Exactly. He's calling them. And, you know, even his family is asking about the dog 
in Vegas. And he's like, oh, his dad's like, how's the dog? And how's your house? And how's your house in San Diego? So I'm like, so confused at this point. But anyway, I close the phone. I'm traumatized and I confront him. He does the whole thing, flips out, denies it, goes, why are you snooping? How dare you? This is my boundary. My boundary is never look through my phone. That's like the end of a relationship thing. Like you don't, if you don't trust me, then what are we even doing? I'm going to send you home. Like I'm going to send me home. Okay, honey, you got to send me nowhere. Yeah. And he didn't give any explanation. Like he was like, you shouldn't have snooped. That's the end of that conversation. He didn't say anything about the girls. There was no, no explanation other than Jenny is his friend. She's watching the dog. I don't know what I'm talking about. That never happened. It's called gaslighting, by the way, you guys, when someone tells you it's not really true what you're what you think that Mm -hmm. you're seeing and they're like, no, that's not you're crazy. That's gaslighting. Oh, my God. He's quite good at it. He's a great example. He's so good at it. Yes. And so, you know, silly old me. I want to keep the peace. It's Christmas. It's covid. I miss my family, but I'm like, I don't want to embarrass myself and his family and like have to go home and explain all this. So I just stay. Everything calms down. We get home back to Orange County. Things are fine. Now, at this point, everything that we're doing is coming out of OnlyFans. Like, Money, for example, the f- yes, like it's financing. So, both for of example, you? the flights to New York. He would be like, "Okay, you pay for it, and then just like take my ticket out of my cut." And like Coachella or concerts. Anything we would do, it would be like I pay for it up front and then I'll just like subtract that from whatever I pay him at the end of the month. Did you do that or would he not let you? I did it. it um. if, if it was up to him, he wouldn't have let me. But I made sure that that happened and I'm smart. So I good for you everything. Well, I was smart in that way, at least about that part. <laughs> but so I looked through, I made sure everything was square and I would pay him whatever was left over. And Things, weird things would happen like with money. For example, one time when he was in Vegas, he was going out because that's what he does. He's constantly at clubs. He's very close friends with many DJs. He's always in the DJ booths, whatever. His wallet got stolen and it was this huge deal. He can't get his flight home. He doesn't have his ID to get on the flight. He's freaking out. He can't even afford to buy himself food. Like he needs to come home right now. And I'm like, my gosh, well, what can I do? And he's like, I need to like, like get a flight home. And I'm like, well, how are you going to do that without your ID? And he's like, oh, you know what I'll do is like, I'll just fly jet suites. They don't require very much security. And I don't really need my ID because I'm a frequent flyer with them. Like I'm always on jet suites, da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, well, how are you going to pay for it if you don't have your credit card? And he's like, well, can you like spot me? And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like how much is the flight? And he's like, oh, it's like 500 something dollars. And I'm like, you fly Southwest everywhere else. This time you got to fly jet suites. Like he's like, no, I have to because they're the only airline that like will make it super easy for me to fly without my ID. And I'm like, okay. So I buy him this flight and he posts a photo of the jet suites plane, of course, because he's balling, right? And (laughs) oh my God, (laughs) he gets home and I open his backpack because I, like, I, like, organized his stuff. His stuff was always in my room. It was everywhere, and it would be a disaster if I didn't organize his stuff. So I open his backpack. His wallet is right on top. <gasps> With his ID in it. 
with everything in it. And I pull <gasps> it out and I'm like, where was this? And he's like, you did you found just find it. that? Where? Oh my no, he God. goes, where did you find that? And he goes, did you steal that from me? <gasps> and I'm like, shut up. Excuse me? What do you mean? Did oh, I steal that from right. you? Accusing right me like as if I had his wallet the whole time. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it was just right on top of your bag. He's like, no, it must have been at the bottom. Like, I looked everywhere for it. I tore the place apart. Someone was using my card. Like, someone was doing all this fraud on my card. Like, that's not possible. Like, oh, my God. What a dick stick. Okay. Totally mm -hmm. flipped it around on me. And other weird things would happen like this. Like, for example, we would be at a concert and like, we'd go in line for merch and all of a sudden he would have a panic attack and would be like, I can't do this. Like, I'm just getting so anxious. I hate lines. I hate waiting. I absolutely hate this. Like, can you buy me this, this and this? And then like, just can you just get this for me? And I'm be like, OK, so then I would wait in the line and I would buy everything and he would just never pay me back. So I would just I would buy a lot of things for him. And then throughout our relationship, he wouldn't get me anything anymore. Like he only got me presents when we first got together. I never got flowers. He only paid for things some of the time. And of course, that money was coming from my OnlyFans. Right. So you're paying for everything. Yes. It's very one-sided. Wow. Going back to the car, like I said, the Jeep would be sometimes left in Vegas. And it's kind of coming around less and less frequently, like throughout the holidays. And one day in January, he randomly calls me and says like some lady hit his parked car and it's totaled and I'm like how is it totaled like I'm not the smartest with cars but like I'm pretty sure I don't really know how that happens and he goes he goes off on some mechanical explanation and I'm like okay I don't want to know so I'm like okay I'm so sorry like that sucks and I just never saw or heard about the Jeep again. And I would kind of ask like, hey, did you get money from insurance? How's that going? Can you call and follow up? And he would get very annoyed with me and would be like, stop asking me. I'm so pissed about it. Like, just stop it. it I, I just don't know what's going to happen. Like, just stop. Oh my so, God. Yeah, I left him alone about it because I'm like, okay. So then of course now his only car is my car. So... It just escalates to he is always driving my car. It's every day. It's back and forth from San Diego. There's times where I can't even use my own car because he's using it. It's getting damaged. Like he's getting tickets on my car. He's like shoving his surfboards into my seats. It smells. It's disgusting. So he's just so inconsiderate of my belongings at this point and mm -hmm. just completely is taking me for granted. So the next time he's in Vegas is also January of 2022. And I get a random text from him that his lease is ending and he needs to like get out of there. And he's like, can you please come and bring your car empty? And I need to like bring all my stuff out of my <gasps> Vegas house and I need to bring it to you because I'm working on buying a bigger home in Vegas and like the house is almost done with renovations and like I just need to get out of this house right now. And I'm like, okay, so I of course I'm in school. So I think in the next couple of days I drive down. It's five plus hours there and that's really late at night at that point. He loads up my car, like refuses to let me go see his apartment, which I thought was a home. It was an apartment complex. But 
<clears throat> that's neither here nor there. So I am not allowed to go see his apartment. I really want to see his dog because I've never met his dog. Right. The one time his I, famous dog. Right. He's obsessed with this dog. It's like his best friend, but <laughs> I can't see it. So he loads up my car. We got to go. Like he's already waiting outside with all of his stuff. We got to go. On the way out, I see a gym in his complex. <gasps> and I'm like, and he just said, I don't have, I don't even have a gym in my complex. That's silly. Like, oh, That's gym. interesting. Right. So I'm like, hmm, the gym. Interesting. So <laughs> me being me, I brush it off and we go back to Orange County and I'm just like, I think this man is cheating, but I just can't prove it with any physical concrete evidence. Anytime I bring any little thing up, he has a quick explanation for it. He gaslights me. I believe him. And that's that. But I'm starting to subconsciously, mind you, this wasn't happening like at the front of my brain. I'm not like sitting here at night thinking and putting two and two, and two together. But I think at this point in the subconscious part of my brain, I'm thinking that Jenny is more than a friend and maybe she just kicked him out of her apartment in Vegas. And that's who I heard on Thanksgiving. So I do a little snooping. I go on her Instagram and I see a photo of them together from 2018. And it's not like a couple's photo, but it's like they're together and they're at Harry Potter world. And it's like my anxiety. My I have too much anxiety for this. It's not like couple, but like they could be friends. It could be a couple. The caption is just like a little lightning bolt or like a magic wand or something. Like it's giving. It's Harry giving. Potter. It's giving a little coupley though. Sounds like it's giving like medium launch, right? So, but it's from 2018, and I also see a photo of 2020, and it's just of her and her dog, I believe. And it's at this hotel that I very much recognize because this is a dog hotel in Orange County that he was also at in 2020 with his dog. And that I actually remembered he invited me to come to that hotel and I didn't come for whatever reason. And I realized that they posted that around the same time. And so I'm like, hmm. So shortly after this, the photo of them together is gone. They don't follow (gasps) each other anymore. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And again, I don't really bring this up. I don't know why. I don't know if I didn't fully consciously make the connection, but these connections are being made in the background. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I'm curious what like listeners would do at this point because a part of me is like do you reach out to Jenny do you try to find more evidence like there's a lot of ways you can right well I think at this point I was so like traumatized from what does happen when I bring up any suspicions and like hey you followed this girl or this girl commented heart eyes on your photo and it would just be such a blow up and so like upsetting And it would always get turned around on me and end up me feeling bad and me apologizing where Mm -hmm. I was just tired of that. And again, I felt like I relied on him for money, for income, and I don't want to blow up my life right now. So, you know, I make these connections. I get a feeling that the Jeep was hers and she kicked him out because this happened all around the same time. But I just don't believe myself yet. And as this is going on, OnlyFans is escalating. He's getting more and more 
pushy. He's now insisting that I post nudes on Reddit, which is a popular way that he would advertise my OnlyFans. And this was something I was extremely uncomfortable with. Because that's for freebies. Exactly. Like completely me fully nude for free on the internet. And I expressed many times this makes me very uncomfortable and he just did it anyway. And he would say, well, your face isn't in it and I'm not going to show like your identity and it's going to get you so much money and so many subscribers. And he still did it. And my face was usually not in it, but sometimes it even was or like identifying things. And he's controlling this marketing campaign, so so to speak. I'm so sorry. That's not doesn't feel legal to me, but I'm not a lawyer. And and how did you when it came to like you saying this makes me uncomfortable? What why was it that you continued to do it? Was it the pressure that you felt from him, or was it did you feel manipulated or just like like you were trapped? Yeah. Again, I felt like that was really, I had a job at school. I was a TA, but obviously that didn't make me very much money. I was hoping to move out. I wanted to make more money. And here's this older guy like telling me he knows what's best for me. And this is how you make more money. This is how you get more subscribers. And so I would just do it. Yeah, I, I, I trusted him and I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it at this point because I didn't tell any of my friends that I did OnlyFans. Of mm-hmm. course, my parents didn't know, you know, that I this is going on in their home. That's so hard because this industry, obviously, there like it is work. There's work to be done in a healthy, consensual way, but it's so isolating because you don't have easy support when you get into something like this. And it's why so many people can be preyed upon. I feel I'm so I want to hug you. It's just like, makes sense that it was an easy way to manipulate you. Right. Exactly. And again, there was always that aspect of he's a millionaire and he has so many other businesses he's juggling and he's doing me a favor by using his marketing expertise on me. And, you know, I owe him all of this. Right. Because it's half his business, too, in my mind at this point. So this is when he Well, he was always this way, but this is when I really started to notice that he would be even more controlling, especially with my eating and what I put in my body. And like, I'm a fit girl. I'm literally like a Pilates coach. I've been a cheerleader my whole life. There's nothing, even if I was this or that, it wouldn't matter. But I'm happy with my body and I'm, I love my body. But he would always judge what I'm eating and I love sweets like I have a sweet treat every night I love a like vanilla latte and he would make me go like a month without sugar or (gasps) he would only allow me he would only allow me to get one thing at the movie theater or at dinner we could never order dessert I could get one thing like we weren't ordering what I wanted to order and it was just extremely like fat shaming yeah and I had already struggled with eating in my life before this and it was extremely triggering for me and of course he like has waited to the point where you're reliant on him to start this kind of control so it's like if if this had been date one it would be different but now you're in it yes I'm already kind of stuck I'm relying on him he's preying on what he knows I've struggled with before and Mm. 
making me feel worse and worse about myself. So he's still pursuing real estate. He's talking a big game, but he is seemingly 100% living off of the OnlyFans income. He has no rent to pay. Like he lives with my family. He has no car of his own. We split everything. He never buys me gifts, no flowers, no more hotels, no more dates, nothing. So in May of 2022, he tells me he's going to be going on a solo surf trip. And I'm still in college. I'm finishing up my last semester. I was bummed because we talked about going on a trip. We had never been on like an, we've been to Coachella, like we've been in New York, but nothing like vacation. So I was bummed. But I'm like, you know, I love you. I want you to go have fun surfing. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to be the cool girlfriend. And I'm like, you go, go have fun. So he asked me to drive him to LAX at like 5 a.m. I need, we wake up at like four. (laughs) He insists on wearing my t-shirt on the plane because he's just going to miss me so much. And he can't even stand being away from me, right? He also begs me to use my suitcase. And like, I have an away suitcase that I had gotten for Christmas and like I love he, those suitcases. That's a nice suitcase. I do too. And it was brand new and I didn't even get to use it. But Wait, <laughs> no. The biggest betrayal. So he, no. <laughs> yeah. So he insists on bringing it and I'm like, oh, fine. You can take my suitcase. Fine. So he decides that he's going to go on the surf trip to Hawaii. So I take him to LAX. He leaves. He was texting me the entire time. He's so communicative. He's FaceTiming me from the hotel. He's like, hey, I'm going surfing and I'm with my friends while he's on the phone. My friends are like, oh, he's so trustworthy and you're so lucky. And I'm like, yeah. And all of a sudden, I get a text from him and it's like, it's a photo of what looks like a food court situation or maybe like a a restaurant of some sort. And there's like a line out the door. And the text goes, this place also has a line. And I'm like, <gasps> oh, I thought you were alone. And so I text back and I'm like, what? And he's like, always star. I mean, this place always has a line. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> you've been there before. He's like, yeah, I love this place. Like, it's so good, but it's always so busy. Ha ha. And I like consult my friends. My friends were like, no, I mean, maybe you're just being a little paranoid. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at this point, I have crippling anxiety. I'm like freaking out. And I'm telling him this. I'm like calling him. I'm leaving class. I'm so anxious. And he's like, everything's fine. Like, why are you freaking out? Da, da, da. Next day, I wake up to the dreaded DM from a girly. <sighs> and... Oh, no. She goes, It's the dog. I'm sorry. It's the dog. No, I wish it was the dog. It's this girl who I've never heard of. And she goes, Hey, are you dating Jay? And I'm like, Yeah, why? And she's like, I need to talk to you. Here's my phone number. And so I call her. I also look at her stories, and she's everywhere that he is. Oh, my God. And so I'm like, oh, God, I knew it. So she calls me and she goes, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm Jay's ex from eight years ago. And I'm so, so sorry. I saw him texting you and I looked through his following and I found you. And I saw that you had a photo up with him. And he told me you're his crazy ex 
of course. But I just had to reach out. Like, I'm on this trip with him. It's my birthday. We're with some of my friends, too. But he is actually a bum. Like, he... I bet he lives with you. And I'm like, yeah, he yep. lives with me right now. But he's, you know, he's he's buying his house and he has all these... Um, and she's like, no, I bet he drives your car, too. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah, but his, oh his my car got told Yeah, so I'm like, no, but I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, no, but this and that. And then I start realizing, like, oh, my gosh, this run. man swindled me. And she's like, yeah, he's a user. He did the same thing to me, oh like, my God. eight years ago. He used my car for a month and I actually found another girl's panties in it. Like, this is what oh he does. Oh my God. Pig. Yes. Gross. Yes. Ew. And so she's like, I picked him up from the airport. You know, he's staying in my hotel. I just kicked him out. So he's like on his own now, but I'm just so sorry. And he's tried to get me to go on trips with him before, but we haven't met up. And like, I finally believe that he had changed. And even like, during Coachella, which him and I were at Coachella together with his sister, he tried to go pick her up and have a quickie in my car. Ew! And she also saw him at a party that him and I were at, and then he faked an illness and made me go home with him. Oh (laughs) my God. So she didn't see us together. So I'm just putting all these things together, and, you know, this girl is so kind. She's a girl's girl. She kicks him out. She's like, yeah, he's disgusting. He's a bum. He hasn't changed, I guess, but He's out. Don't worry. So, of course, I confront him. He's calling me for the following however many days he's there. I'm so serious. I've never heard a human being, let alone a grown man, act like this. I mean, I can say all these adjectives like hysterical, throwing up, crying, shambles, screaming, all of these words, like theatrics, but it doesn't even like measure up to what was coming out of this man. It was like Shakespearean drama. Just the... It was... Yeah, got. Insanity. Of course, that girl is insane in his words and she's this and that and she stole all of his things and kicked him out and she's, you know, she's so this horrible person. But in the meantime, he's actually texting her, threatening her. He <gasps> says, I'm an alcoholic. I don't remember anything I've done. And he goes for the good old trigger warning, threatening to kill himself. Oh, which we've talked about. That, yeah, that's using it as a weapon. It's horrible. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't play with that stuff. So, of course, I am holding off on being angry. I'm trying to be nice and comforting because that's just still in my nature. And I call his mom and his sister. I don't tell them much other than, hey, I caught him. He's with another girl and he's suicidal and I'm very worried about him. And they kind of are like, well, you know, that's unfortunate. I'm so sorry for you, but he's a little dramatic and sometimes (gasps) it's hard to get the truth out of him. That's what his sister said. It's hard to get the truth out of him. You call with that and they're like, that's unfortunate. That's an insane reply. No, but I, I mean, yeah. no, they were they were really nice and like oh, apologetic, and they you know okay. didn't know that he was like cheating on me, but they were kind of like, yeah, we're with his not theatrics, they were like, we're not buying that he's gonna do that, and you know, let's just get him home. Of course, they're worried, like they're not pretending like it's not happening, but they're kind of like, okay, we'll handle it. And so he gets home, and 
I'm coping, you know, of course, we're done. Um, I'm coping and I'm being nice still because, of course, he's threatening to hurt himself. And we have a tiny bit of contact because it's finals week and I'm literally getting my freaking degree, the biggest deal of my entire life, the thing I've worked the most hard for and I'm stressed. So I'm like, hey, I'm not going to talk to you a lot, but like I'm getting through my finals and then we can meet up and I can give you your stuff back. And he's being apologetic for about like a week while I finish school. And I asked him about Jenny. That's like, I think the only thing I really brought up and was like questioning him about because I'm like, that's the thing that I think I know and I want to like get clarity on. And he's like, no, that's not true. Like we were never together. Don't reach out to her. She owes me over a hundred thousand dollars. Right, right, right. If you reach out to her, it's going to open this whole Pandora's box and let's just not get into that. And I'm like, excuses, excuses. Excuse number 492. We we needed a tally this entire time. Literally. (laughs) I, you know, I get my first ever flowers from him and they're this tiny little dinky bouquet. And of course he ordered the most expensive, the biggest, but it didn't come. And how dare they mess up? And yeah, so... I make it clear that we're not getting back together and he's, you know, he's home, he's safe, but I'm like standing my ground. And at this point, a switch completely flips. So he goes from hysterical and apologetic to mean, vindictive, nasty, cold, all of the things. And so I'm like, cool, let's meet up. I'm gonna give you your stuff back. I pack up all of his clothes. He had like a huge section in my closet. He had so much stuff at my place, Mm -hmm. surfboards, snowboards. My car was literally packed to the brim. And I pack his clothes into garbage bags because, you know, what am I going to do? Like, it's not, and I didn't like. He took your away suitcase already. So you might as well. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I know. I'm like, I I I don't have a suitcase to give you. So I just, you know, I'm nice. I fold up his clothes. And as I'm going through his things, I find a little unemployment paper. And I also find a little bank statement that says he has about $300. Oh, wow. So I go ahead and fold that up. (laughs) I place it on top of one of his bags and I'm like, oh my gosh, this man is unemployed. He does not have money. And this is, I can't believe this is happening to me. So I drive over to his mom's in Long Beach where he's staying. You know, why wouldn't he stay at his house in San Diego? Yeah, of course. Right. So he goes to his mom's. His mom's not even there. So it's not like he needed his mom to like comfort him. But I go drive over an hour and he's being very cold and rude. We meet up like in the parking structure. It's like a standoff. We're like facing each other and he gives me my away suitcase back and my t-shirt and the suitcase is damaged of course because he has no regard for anyone else's belongings he doesn't care about anyone else except himself and I give him all of his clothes back and I even help him pack up his car a little bit and he's pissed that I brought his things in trash bags he can't (laughs) believe it he can't believe that I brought his things in trash bags. And I'm like, oh, did you want me to hand deliver them to you in my own Louis Vuitton luggage? Like, oh, right? my God. I'm so sorry, buddy. 
So whatever, I leave. And I'm at this point doing like a security sweep of my OnlyFans and my social medias. And I opened the PayPal account that we had used to send money. And I realized that it's in debt. My cards were not linked to this. So my cards were linked to the OnlyFans account, but he was linked to the PayPal for like side purchases because in this line of work, you might get a person on Snapchat who wants to pay you kind of under the table vibes. And so he would use the PayPal for that. And his cards were linked to that and he would pay me from that my half. And so his address, his cards and everything were linked to it. And I realized that he's been, I don't know how PayPal works, so I can't tell you how exactly this happened, but he was somehow like sending himself money from either like a debit or a credit account that like didn't have the proper balance. So the PayPal was negative 500 something dollars. Yeah. And my dumb self never really looked at it while we were together because that's what he, that was his job. Well, he was you managing trusted it. him. Right. So, of course, I send him a Zelle request and I just, you know, politely state, hey, the PayPal was in debt. It was you. So can you please pay me back? Immediately, he sends back a Zelle request for $1,000 for damaging his clothes. Oh, then- my God. Then he logged into the PayPal, changed the address to mine, unlinked his cards and put my name on there. (gasps) And then I had to pay off the debt myself. And (gasps) yeah. So I will also say that I paid him every single dollar that he was quote unquote owed. Like whatever his cut was from the last time we worked together. I gave him every single item of his clothing, every belonging back to him that even things I gave him, no matter how tempted I was to take them all back, like I literally gave him everything back that he felt he was owed because I didn't want him to have one reason to come after me. I just really wanted to rid my life of him. Mm-hmm. From here, I, of course, start getting alerts that someone is trying to hack all my social media accounts. Someone is trying to get into my OnlyFans. I have all the, you know, security measures on there, so it's not successful. But He's sending me messages that the OnlyFans account is his legally and I need to discontinue use of them or else I'm going to be in huge legal trouble, which of course isn't true because it's attached to my ID. You. Yes. He would also brag about he keeps every single text, every single thing anyone has ever sent him so he could use it in the future for blackmail. So of course I know he has every intimate photo and video of me. And I'm embarrassed. I'm defeated. I can't really tell anyone about this. Even like my friends don't really know about this. So I'm just like super isolated in this situation. I'm realizing that all of these nights he was going to San Diego, which again was multiple nights a week. He was just on dates with other women and cheating on me. Oh my God. So after the breakup, I have said absolutely nothing to this man. I want nothing to do with him. And I decide to move to LA for a fresh start. I graduated. I'm getting into a new field. I get new jobs. And he had also texted my dad threatening that someone is going to come by their home. Those are the words he used. So I was like, let me get out of there. So I moved. And in September 22, I was out in LA living my life. I 
meet a new man and who I'm now in a happy, healthy, loving relationship with. Yay! Amen, sister. Um, Woo! Good news. I love when there's a happy ending and romance. Yeah. So I met my my sweet angel after dealing with the devil. I'm living my new life. I have new jobs. I'm enjoying everything. And in January 2023, I am scrolling on TikTok and I see a TikTok couple and it is Jay and a new girly. Oh, so wow. What an idiot. If you're going to be a dogfish, don't go on TikTok with the girls. They don't get their dum-dums. Right. And they're getting a lot of views. They look popular. They look like they're in love. And my first reaction was really conflicted because, of course, I have so much disdain for this person and what they've done to me. But I'm also like, you know what? Maybe he found someone. Maybe he's happy. Like, he seems like he really likes her. She really likes him. They live together. They have a dog. Maybe he's changed. And then I decide to look at the girl's page. I see she has an OnlyFans and my stomach drops because I know exactly what is going on. Oh, mm-hmm. no. I see the OnlyFans link in her bio and I feel literally sick to my stomach. And I go through this whole internal battle. Like, do I reach out? Do I leave her alone? I realize that she's even younger than I am, like <gasps> a year younger. And I'm like, I need to say something. You became protective, didn't you? I did. I like reverted back to me when I was 22 and dating him. And Mm -hmm. I DM'd her and I was like, hey, girl, you don't know me, but I am Jay's ex. And I just have a lot to tell you. So if you could please call me. And I remember shortly after that, I got scared and I unsent it. And I was like, okay, never mind. She's not going to talk to me. It's over. Like, because I was scared of the repercussions from him. But if he sees I it, yeah. did get a call from an unknown number and I realized that it's her. So I pick up the phone and we start chit chatting. But she is here to tell you the rest of that story. Hi, guys. Hi. We have Chloe here. Wow. Let's get into it. Is anybody else like audibly gasping? (laughs) Nuts. That is so awful. So awful. But I love the stories where at least these women came together. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for you guys to hear what happens with both of them together. You know, as the story goes on. The second part of this story that Chloe is going to share with all of you next week is even more wild than the first. His behavior, Jay's behavior, really escalates. And you guys are just not going to believe the crap this man gets into. There were a lot of moments in this story, which we'll talk about at the end of both stories more. But just like the way he preyed on her dependency and kind of like slowly groomed her into being dependent on him. It's the grooming for me. It is. And I think that like... (sighs) A lot of I think a lot of people there's like a fine line. They're like, is it grooming, though? Listen, this is a much older man. Right. And he's talking Mm. to this woman who is barely 20. Like, you know what I mean? There's a I don't know if you guys remember when you were like, we thought we knew everything. But now looking back at 20 year olds, we're like, oh, man, like they're really they're really young and easily manipulated. Oh, my goodness. I shouldn't have been allowed outside. Yeah. I mean, it's (laughs) wild. And also, we don't even know how old he was. 
He was lying about that. He was 34 like seven times. So we have no idea. Right. We're not sure. I know that this must have fired you guys up because it fired me up. Like I was angry. I feel like there were so many laws broken and I feel like yes. it's it's hard for me because I feel like there's not enough laws in place to protect this kind of stuff because whenever the, these kinds of things happen, it's skirting the law, right? Like it's basically saying, but it wasn't it wasn't as bad as like, it wasn't arrestable. Like I didn't break the law, but those lines are really close. You know what I mean? And so I feel like there needs to be oh, a closer yes. look at the, the, the legislation on like crimes. Like, like this is legit crimes. Not to mention the stigma around sex work or OnlyFans work or anything like that, that keeps people from being supported or able to have a stronger case. Like people look at you and say, oh, well, you were doing sex work. So maybe you deserved it or maybe you brought it onto yourself. And that is obviously a problem that has been forever. And it's not much better today, I don't think. No, it's definitely, I can understand how people would say, oh, but you're doing sex work like voluntarily. You should expect this. But at the end of the day, like that's first of all, false. No human deserves that treatment. Like no one deserves to be abused mentally or emotionally. No one, like that's not something that anyone deserves. No human deserves that. They just don't. I I just, I, I hate that mindset. It's so sad. I'm excited for everyone to hear part two because we're having, we'll have, we'll dive into all this more. If anyone remembers our wonderful lawyer guest, Leslie Barbara, from a while ago, she was an awesome, awesome person. She had a story. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. But she is going to kind of look into this story and offer some advice on maybe how they can get better legal representation or help or even just how we can contextualize the story. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what she has to say. Let us know what you guys thought about this episode and then wait until you hear next week's episode, which is part two. I you guys, it's just I feel like every week it's a doozy, but it's a freaking doozy. You guys like I can't believe these types of people actually exist in the world. And it makes me really sad. But I just, you guys keep sharing these stories with us because I feel like when you use a platform to share your story, you don't realize how you could help other women feel less alone, help them tell their story, feel empowered. Yes. And so please continue to share your stories with us. Email us. Hannah, do the email. I I still don't know it. Investigate at the dating detectives podcast dot (laughs) com. Thank you. And if you guys don't mind, when you wherever you're listening to this podcast, will you give us five stars, please? And rate it. If it's anything less than that, don't even think about it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, be totally honest. But we really appreciate your ratings. They really help us with our It helps us reach more, more women or more people and listeners. Yeah. And we're starting to recognize that y'all are connecting with one another. And I, I like love that, that you're helping so much. That connection piece is so important to us. We just love it so much. Get on Patreon if you want to connect even deeper with us and other listeners. $5 a month. We do a lot of fun stuff there. Yeah. And you get two bonus episodes a month. It's only $5. No, this Patreon's great. We do live. Like we do live, live Zooms or video chats or whatever every month. And there's like a forum. You can chat with us and message us. And it's really cool. We have a lot of fun there. I love, love, love that connection piece. Anyways, so until next week, you guys. We're gonna you're gonna hear the rest of this next week. In the meantime, stay tuned. And we're here with for us. you. Reach out to us. Tell us how you feel because this is a heavy one and we're all here going through it 
with you. We're hearing this story with you and here to support all of you. Protect your hearts. And as always, trust your intuition. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.